I'm so confused by this. But field manual for abortion ministry, I expected that was something you get to like the back of Ikea. Like they give you a hex wrench and like a suction <laughs> thing. And they're like, all right. I mean, it's got 23 steps, but this will kill your fucking baby. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, What's the Wundersmart? At the end, you've got an extra like little piece of leg. And you're like, I don't know what this is supposed to go to. <laughs> got an extra fingernail. So. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because clearly we hate each other more than we love ourselves. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. So, uh, you know who's going to murder about a billion sperm every 10 minutes until Amazon takes this evil fucking movie off their site? <laughs> Me. Me. Yeah, I was doing that already, but now I'm an yeah, well, activist. So. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh, now he's doing it at someone. And sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I would like to start yelling about the movie now. Okay, <laughs> I would like... <laughs> We're almost there, Eli. We're almost there. Trust me, this almost... The intro was almost me just yelling fuck as long as I could before I passed out. This is like the fifth take. It's been a while since <laughs> we started. And I, no, I can't guarantee time. that... That won't happen in the B segment. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched Voiceless. It's the story of an army ranger who becomes uh, assistant to the regional pastor at a church. <laughs> and he turns into a pro-life vigilante who carries out a campaign of harassment and protest against a women's clinic. Ah, <sighs> it's... um. It's Occupy Uterine Wall Street, the movie. <laughs> and Eli, I, I just don't know that there are words, but I'm going to ask you anyway. How bad was this movie? Well, if you love my catchphrase at the beginning of the show, you're going to be disappointed because this is the worst <laughs> fucking piece of shit movie ever. Look, we have watched some bad movies. We've watched pro-spousal abuse movies. We've watched, uh, you know, if you raped, you should marry your rapist movies. We have watched Kill Salman Rushdie movies. This might be the most poisonous movie we've ever watched. The protagonist is a violent, hypocritical, stupid misogynist, and it has a poisonous message. And nobody involved in this movie should ever, ever have worked again. No. And the fact that they have is proof that there's no God or justice in this world. Well, like That's all we've ever needed. You, you know, and look, I mean, here's the thing. We watched a movie about how you should marry your rapist. And we watched a movie about how friends don't let friends be Jews and all of that stuff. But at least those movies have the decency to be really poorly made with the actors you'd never <laughs> fucking heard of for $19 on an iPhone, right? This at was least those an were ethos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, I'm going to go best worst antagonist, right which is an abortion clinic. But the movie acts like it's the sign above the door of the clinic that's the actual <laughs> bad guy, which is kind of crazy. Like 30 minutes of this movie 
is just the main characters staring at a sign yes. late at night, seething with rage at a sign. <laughs> like the sign, the sign might as well be doing like pull-ups like De Niro in Cape Fear with like <laughs> knuckle tattoos that say kill baby. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And again, to be clear, and the movie is aware of this, the antagonist of the movie is women's health. Yes. They yes. can't even... They don't even, they're not even smart enough to go, it's an abortion factory. We don't do anything but abortions here. Come on in. Want an abortion? They're like, no, it's a women's health clinic. And at some point we see someone go in and they're like, oh no, I'm just here for a checkup, which I need in order to prevent cancer and other terrible <laughs> diseases. And he's like, oh, sorry, I was, I was trying to harass you, but it, it turns out you're just getting health care that I should probably provide. The <laughs> bad guy in the movie is health care. <laughs> yes. All right. So I was going to go with best worst recurring Eli character coming to life and haunting a movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like we should sue. I don't. We'll get to it. Can we I'm not, sue? I'm not sure who the got timing. there first. Uh, we'll, we'll check. We'll double check. But yes, Eli's recurring anti-abortion Irish lady is in this movie, except that the actress doesn't have quite the chops on the Irish accent that Eli has. Yeah, and her ghost puppet is significantly less impressive than well, mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a little, little right field here. I'm going to go with best worst plot line that the movie entirely fucking abandons. Are we talking about Camille? No, I was going to go with the uh, boxing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like the first... 22 minutes of this movie are about a pastor reaching the youths by starting a boxing gym. And then he gets distracted by abortion and the movie just goes away and never comes back. Yeah, no, I mean, there are definitely several contenders in this film for best worst plot line that the movie entirely abandons. But yeah, that's a good one. All right, well, quick while my blood pressure can still be expressed with five digits in a slash, we're going to pause for a quick break, but when we come back, we'll dive into all the hypertension catalysts that are voiceless. Can we seal it in something? Ah, uh, we could put it in water, maybe? Ooh, hey, hey, guys, okay. what are you doing? Oh, hey, Noah, we were just mailing some of my shit to the cast of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you want to help? Okay, guys, honestly... No, no, you don't understand. That movie is really, no, no, look, really. We watch a lot of terrible movies with some really awful messages, but this is stooping to their no, no, level. No, 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 we, no, no. They actually. I, in, no, it, in I this don't movie, care. No, I haven't okay. seen the movie yet, but our show is a comedy show. We mock terrible ideas because it takes away their power. We don't stoop to mailing. Uh, uh, Noah, the hero calls everyone in a Planned Parenthood a murderer and then beats up the security guard. Okay, so you're probably going to want to wrap it in a wet paper towel, I think. Oh, that's so much. Yeah, paper towel. Can we pressurize the container so that it like explodes out when they open it? We can sure try. Vacuum seal. <laughs> we just send Eli straight to them. <laughs> Me upside Ask down first. on a cardboard box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown. And we're going to start off on a rainy night in a bad part of town. And I have to be honest, at first I thought they were doing a clever like silent open because it's voiceless. And then I realized my headphones just weren't plugged into the right jack. So no, no, I would, this would be the last time I accidentally thought this movie was clever, but, but anyway, so it's a rainy night and a truck's pulling up in a shitty part of town. 
Now, we see a, a couple of businesses out front. The first we see is a children's learning center, which seemed an odd thing to focus on. All-Star Kids Learning Factory. What yeah, uh-huh. the fuck is that supposed to be? I mean, I hoped it was the abortion clinic because I knew there was an abortion clinic in this movie. But man, is that a writer just faking his way through the first day. Okay, and what's the school called? All-Star uh, Kids Learning <laughs> Factory. I'm factory. sorry, did you say factory? <laughs> factory. Yep. Yep. We also pan across a church sign. We're about to yeah. meet a pastor guy, and he's going to be at this church. It's called the New Life Fellowship Church, which is very subtle because we're about to find out the abortion clinic thing. It, like, yeah. Might as well be like Our Lady of Pre-Cum. Like, it's so <laughs> thick, this movie. <laughs> Yeah, so a couple gets out of the truck. Um, the uh, the the rugged protagonist. God, that's hard to say in relation to this character. <laughs> yeah, well, he is a beautiful man, that's for sure, and probably another man who David A. R. White sees in his weird delusion mirror and then puts <laughs> yeah, right. notes on IMDb. This guy that has a striking resemblance. Also David looks like David. Crazy. He he's put that on every handsome actor on IMDb. Eventually, they shut his account down. This is Rusty Joyner, by the way, whose other credits include Laser in Dodgeball. Uh, yeah, and also yeah. fucking Denver Riggleman and a Yeti on camera at some point in his life, <laughs> because if your name's Rusty Joyner, I'm pretty sure that's what you have to do. Yeah, and we're telling you his name so that you'll know never to watch anything with this son of a bitch in it. Um, also, this or is where we meet him. Eli's character, right? Because the couple comes out, <laughs> it's raining, and the old lady comes out to bitch at him for... Parking and her her parking spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I literally wrote as a joke, Irish abortion clinic lady comes out to yell at them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing she would actually be a character I created for exactly a sketch on skating. Exactly that character. It's amazing. Yeah. And she forgot to do an Irish accent for her yep. first line. Her very first line in the movie. She remembered halfway through the sentence and they kept it. So it was like angry New Yorker at first. Like, hey, you can't buy that. It's my sport. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and we should point out that, like, because they go through her history, she's supposed to be Scottish, right? She's just so bad at the accent that you can't fucking tell. Yep. Anyway, okay. So now we cut to a church service. The pastor, who, by the way, you will recognize from like 140 goddamn movies, right? This motherfucker was in Django. He was in Beverly Hills Cop. He was in Fast Times at Ridgemont fucking high. Anyway, the pastor is excited about the new church outreach program, uh, and they've got a really good new person to lead it. Rusty Joyner, the character that we had just met. This, this, this character's name is Jesse Dean. Jesse Dean. Je and, and, and he's a super soldier, right? He's an ex-super soldier named Jesse Dean. Yep. Uh, and he and he's a self-taught student of theology. What? <laughs> uh, so he didn't even pretend to learn fake things. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck would that mean? Like, like cut over to a guy who got passed over. He's like all mad. He's floating a giant Bible out of a swamp with Yoda. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Self-taught. Doesn't even have a certification. <laughs> so he goes So he goes up to give his little thanks for hiring me speech, and he goes up and basically says, if you told me 20 years ago that I'd be aping Kevin Sorbo's opening monologue from The Unmiracle, I'd have said you were crazy. <laughs> it's the exact same speech we saw two fucking weeks ago. 
Yeah. If you'd have told me that I'd go from the heights of standing behind Ben Stiller in Dodgeball to <laughs> this, I would have stayed a male model where I belong. <laughs> Jesus. What a waste of a still image this human is. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. did you not stand still and let people take pictures of you for money for the rest of your life? Jesus. You had to tell us how you felt, Rusty? <laughs> Fuck you, Rusty. So he's given this speech about how given this speech right now is at least as hard as his multiple tours in Afghanistan where he was a war hero and super soldier. <laughs> I thought he was going to throw his notes away for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Great. I can't do it. I thought <laughs> Afghanistan was hard, but let me tell you, your eyes burn like white phosphorus. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> anyway, uh, my wife is great. Want to give her a shout out. Who's drinking tonight? And who's fucking tonight? Oh, it's about, he really does a bunch of bad, like I could watch him fail at stand up for hours. He's so, so rough. Like, all right, I'm just going to go off script. He looks down at his notes Throw these away dramatically. He tosses. <laughs> All right, here I go. Just drove in from Oklahoma. So what? What's up, Doug? Smell like fuck. Ah, oh, my, <laughs> my 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 arms are tired from steering. This fuck. Ah. And of course, through his speech, we're also interspersing this with shots of him, like cleaning out the storefront below the church where they're going to put his new outreach center. And apparently, this storeroom is where the church kept. All their dust. It, I, I expected him to run into Miss Havisham at any right. moment. Just like, oh, he left me here. I won't put on the second shoe. All right. Feel like Miss Havisham. I have questions about what happened the first year when you were like, I'm not taking this dress off. Why was everyone cool? Like now, I get yeah. it. <laughs> Hard to get started once you're there, though. The momentum <laughs> keeps you going. Keith gets it. All right. So after the service. The pastor introduces Jesse to Taylor. Now, this character has no need to exist. He is only here to piss us off right now. It's, it's so stupid. It's just like, hey, I want you to meet Will Taylor. He's played by a real actor, Brian <laughs> Anthony Wilson. He was on The Wire. He's our Harry Anderson. Yeah. You just know that. <laughs> right. Time. So he owns a bunch of car washes where after they wash you car, your car, they stick a fucking Jesus pamphlet into, into it to make sure that I never come back, apparently. Please do that to Noah's car. Please do that to Noah's car. Please do that to Noah's car. <laughs> uh, Willie, there's a guy shitting on those big spinny things outside. <laughs> He'd like to speak to you. <laughs> I feel like I just put like a bloody mannequin out my window, starts screaming, just like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then, OK, as he's cleaning up all of his stuff and everything, he walks out to throw some junk in his truck and he looks up and this is where he first sees the abortion clinic right across the street. And we get we get like a. Hitchcock dolly zoom pop scare for oh, the yeah. words women's choice <laughs> clinic on a Absolutely. sign. It's so stupid. Like Roy Scheider sees a shark behind it and it's all right on his face <laughs> so bad. Well, yeah. So here's the thing. What we see is a sign that says, and I quote, gynecological services, health service, unplanned pregnancy counseling, family planning, SDI testing treatment, RU486. What the soundtrack sees is all you can eat fetus stew. 
<laughs> right? And again, and- it's your movie. Like, even in their movie, they can't pretend women clinics don't provide life-saving health care to women <laughs> and only rarely do abortions. They can't even pretend it. Nope. It's your movie. You could create a, a place called Bob's Abortion Shack, where it's just got like an <laughs> animatronic baby being pulled up and chopped up in front of fucking and the woman who killed her baby. If ever there was a city where that would be appropriate, it's Philadelphia, guys. You're just making it into a cheesesteak. You've got to, it's your movie. <laughs> They did draw bullet points for all those things Noah just said along a pregnant belly shape. They on did, the yes. Sign, though. <laughs> like it's it's like they thought that was clever. They were pretty excited. They were like bullet points. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Might as well be a little coat hangers. It's yeah. gonna make sense in a minute. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. And oh, by the way, also, can we talk about his hilarious fucking war limp? Oh my right? god, it's amazing. <laughs> he looks like he hurt his foot, but he's that's not going to keep him away from the Hopscotch Championships, damn it. You know, like through the whole movie and it changes legs and it gets worse and better and he forgets about it entirely from time. It's like that lady's accent. Oh, it's um, I wanted Kevin Spacey from Usual Suspects to be like, "Come on, man. Just no nobody's <laughs> nobody's buying that." Now, let me molest you. All right, so now there's this there's this weird montage like He's going to a soup kitchen, but like along the way, he's training as though he's going to kick that abortion clinic's ass later. Oh, oh my right? God. Like, he does the, he the, the pull ups on the underside of the subway. Yeah. Oh, God. First of all, gross. Like, right? don't touch. That is revolting. Like, <laughs> the metalwork inside a Philly subway, like, They'll give you AIDS by looking at it for too long. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. horrible. I, I horrible so wanted idea. him to drop down and his hands are just covered in feces and cum. Right. That is why. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, somehow that doesn't happen. He goes to a homeless shelter and I thought, man, if only someone had aborted all these people. Um, <laughs> but this is where he's going to meet. I'm, I'm going to say comic relief because that's clearly what they thought. Right. Yeah. Oh, are you, are you talking about the homeless man outside of the shelter who wrote gay homo pride on his face <laughs> with a Sharpie because that's what gay pride people do. Also drew balls and cum on his chin yep. in Sharpie. Yep. Is that who we're talking about? Uh, no, I was talking about Paul Rodriguez who didn't yeah. want crocodile Dundee in LA to be the worst movie on his filmography, I guess. So he signed <laughs> up for this one. He's like someone doing a mean impersonation of Carlos Mencia. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So his, his and, and his character's last name is adorable, which is so fucking funny that they play it for nine minutes of humor right here. Oh boy. If you love 30 seconds of, it's like if the comedy of this movie was written by everyone who corrected our pronunciation of agape last week on skating. <laughs> you know what? This is a movie right here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Jesse Dean shows up and he's like, oh, are you Mr. Adorable? And he's like, do I look adorable? Do I not look adorable? And he's just like all angry at him for, yeah, like a good five minutes is the yeah. length of this bit. Something like that. Like, Name a black friend. I like, honestly, though. <laughs> Like, I'd do that constantly to white people if I wasn't white. I think I would fuck with yeah. them constantly like that. Yeah. I have a feeling that Paul Rodriguez just does this when you come to his trailer. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 get it on film. So, yeah. So, they they bring him into the homeless shelter where he's volunteering so that they can explain to him how 
bread works. <laughs> and by the way, as someone who actually volunteers on a soup kitchen, this is not what soup kitchens are like, okay? What this scene is missing is a cheery-faced group of church teens who try to get you to join them in a song until you threaten to start listing kinks and then everyone gets quiet and then you're not allowed to be in the kitchen anymore. You just got to do the truckloading thing that's earlier, which is bullshit. Can't kick me out. Also, uh, <laughs> also, can we talk about... um? Latina Lucille Ball, who will not matter at all in Camille? the movie, but they're going to introduce her hard right here. Yeah. yeah. Senorita the Riveter, who works there as well. <laughs> Rosa. <laughs> yeah, she's I she's a, a she's a, an angry teen who's a volunteer here and yeah, then won't uh, matter right away. Or she's been she well she's she's been court ordered to be there, but yeah. Uh-huh. She's doing like community service because all the Hispanic people here are doing community service. It's only the white guy who's volunteering. Yeah, exactly. They have to be there. All right. So, so, you know, he bonds with Paul Rodriguez um, and then they go to serve a line of extras from a Dickens play. Oh my God. The, the balance of races on this line is racism. <laughs> it's like your aunt trying to describe the neighbors without using the word black. They're, um, let's see. <laughs> He's a tallish fella with very muscular. He's very ape-like. Nope, not what I meant. <laughs> and they, and of course, they have a Dickensian orphan. Yeah, Tiny Tim. <laughs> Tiny Tim, and he doesn't. Tiny Tim doesn't like soup. He would prefer peanut butter. Yeah, his mother goes. He don't like soup. And I wanted her so badly to be like, he don't like you either. I don't like you. And he cuts her hand off. <laughs> Why did you take him to a fucking soup kitchen, lady? You knew it's in the name right of the kitchen. The <laughs> Why is it always soup, though? Like, I feel like there couldn't there be a fucking sandwich kitchen or like a, a casserole kitchen or something? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Make other stuff. Tiny Tim would have somewhere to eat at least. Right. But Jesse gives him a sandwich. Jesse's like, oh, I get it. You don't like soup. Bad times with hot liquids. Get it, bro. Youth bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then of course we have to cut over to him in, at his uh, Jesse, the main character, at his psych evaluation. Right? Oh my god! And this is the best. Like, how long do I have to come in here? God, I'm fine. It's fine. I killed a lady or whatever. I cut a guy's head off, put it on a spike, but it was an example to the rest of his village. God. <laughs> <Holy hell. laughs> well, it's so fucking stupid too, because like they're like. Do you ever talk to your wife about the incident? And he's like, no. He's like, can you tell me about the incident? And he's like, this is act one, dude. Obviously, no. Right. And they make this therapist so baffled that someone from the army would go to a church. He's like, wait, so you, you're in a church. Do you ever just like accidentally kill someone? Because that's all you know? Like, I, don't, I can't imagine. <laughs> How do you not? You need your three kills a day now that you're addicted, right? <laughs> Just me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and but but see, and the the doctor keeps going like, "Come on, tell me your trigger words. Say them, say them." And he goes, "It does me no good to hash up stuff that God has already forgiven." And I'm like, "There's a great approach to mental health, but that works out great for him by Act Three, huh?" Yeah. And <laughs> it seems like the movie is not aware that this movie proves that he isn't handling his mental health well. 
health correctly because of the five fist fights this character is going yeah. to get into the course. Just out of curiosity, just amongst this panel, how many fist fights have you found yourself in in the last, say, 10 years? Is this a collective zero? Yep. <laughs> it's um, a collective. Yeah, well, 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. 10 years, All definitely right. zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we're treated to an outreaching montage. And this, speaking of him getting into fights, and this is where it comes across the street preacher getting heckled. Oh, yes, because one of the protagonists of this movie is a screaming, crazy corner street preacher. Yep. He's the Yoda of this film, right? He's the Mr. Miyagi of this movie. Yep. Yeah. So the the uh, Jesse comes across the street preacher and somebody tries to stop him. Now, I have this character down as Pex through the rest of the movie. This guy who looks like fucking Willie Ames self-portrait, but Puerto Rican. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> okay. So he decides he's going to defend the street preacher, but he's not up to the challenge. Uh, a couple guys beat him up, so Jesse steps in. Yeah, it's yep. time for him to use his military wrist control karate. Yes, he actually does wrist control in this fight. Nothing but wrist yes. control. The, this is like my dad's crazy friend who touched me too much as a child the karate is just like, you feel this? You feel this? That'll, that'll make you drop a knife in your other hand. Yeah, right. Jesus, this fight was the worst choreographed thing I've ever seen that like didn't include the words, no, no, remember? Remember? Anyway, yeah. So, but he beats up all the guys that were beating up the guy who was protecting the street preacher and then the cops show up and arrest him even though he's the main character. He's under arrest for karateing too good, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And the police interaction went super nicely for these white guys fighting on the street. That yeah. went really is like, excuse me, white guys who are knife fighting? Are these black spectators bothering you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as the cops are about to arrest him, old Irish lady shows up. She saw the whole thing, so she comes to his defense. <laughs> she just goes, excuse me, me lads, don't you know that he is the main character of the movie? You must be letting him go now. Letting him go. Okay, okay but she hadn't really locked in the accent yet like Eli no. was doing there. Yeah, like she right, started right. Irish earlier. She's Now she's just workshopping different ones every scene during the movie. <laughs> yeah. I think she's just going for like democratic socialist accent from wherever. Yeah, oh, there you so. go. There you go. So, yeah, yeah. But she comes in and, and, and saves his butt. And now him and Pex are buddies, right? So the next uh, scene is, is Jesse giving Pex a ride somewhere. And he... Apparently, Pex got laid off. He was a freelance superhero for crazy street preachers, but got laid off. Right. <laughs> and Jesse's like, oh, you don't have a job? Well, I'm starting a fight club. Is that helpful? Or yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah, man. Not even a little? Okay, sorry. I work sorry. at the Puerto Rican factory, you know, being Puerto Rican. But <laughs> Puerto Rican factory laid me off. But just to be perfectly clear here, no, Heath wasn't just kidding. Jesse, the preacher outreach guy, is starting a boxing training camp at his church. 
And he, he turns to Pex and he's like, hey, man, if you show up Friday at four, I can pretty much guarantee you're going to be an ancillary character through the rest of the film. Yeah, so. exactly. Does someone want to be an over five? See you Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and again, as stupid as boxing in a church basement is, it's so much better than the activity this movie concludes on. Uh, yeah, boy, isn't it? All right. So now Jesse goes home. His wife is taking care of him. She seems really turned on by the fact that he got into a fight in the streets today while like outreaching for Jesus. Oh my God. It is every, it is everyone from Heath's hometown. Just like, <laughs> hey, babe, babe, did you fucking kick his ass, babe? Did you fucking kick his ass? <laughs> let's, go, let's go hang out in front of a TGI Fridays and you can ask people what the fuck they're looking at and I'll smoke cigarettes. <laughs> And also, I love this little lie while she's taking care of him. She goes like, uh, he goes like, oh, and by the way, that old lady, I, I thought she was just going to be comic relief, but it's starting to, to turn out like she's going to be involved in the turn of the film, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Irish lady? Well, uh, she's Romanian now, whatever. Anyway, she's fucking hard. She like bit off an atheist's ear and just swallowed it. Staring at the guy, like right in his face. Crazy. And she touched it and it was healed. It was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we, we cut. To, Jesse has to pitch the preacher on his idea of boxing church. <laughs> and the preacher guy's like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Let's uh. Let's get some fundraising going so we can get other people to pay for it. You know, because of all the taxes we pay on this Oink. building and all the <laughs> and free Jess money we get weekly. And Jesse's like, I I didn't know all those words you just used. There was so an 11 letter what? one in there somewhere, bro. He's like, okay, make a list of stuff you want to trade money for. Okay, boss. <laughs> Food. Water. No, no, no. Just for the church thing. Church. <laughs> no. <laughs> Categories. Sex. So <laughs> bag of mass. Got it. Got it. <laughs> All right. So now wife and troubled teen Camille are helping out, helping him set up his uh, his boxing church. And what do you know? Pex does show up to be an over five. And he brought another street kid and another and even more. Oh, my goodness. This boxing church is going to be huge. Hey, OK. <laughs> Maybe a fucking coding academy or just anything right. else instead of a fight club, you fucking morons. <laughs> You're trying to like help a tough community in Philly. <laughs> Idiots. You know what so, this community needs? Practiced violence. Come yes, on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. You name one boxer right now who doesn't have a great life. That's what I thought. All right. Come on in, kid. So dumb. And they show up and they're like, all right, man, we're ready to reach out to this community. And Jesse's like, great. What are we waiting for? Let's start punching each other in the face. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Try to punch me in the face. Oh, no. He literally, the good, they get into the boxing lessons and he literally opens with, what would you do if I did this? He literally, that's his opening line. Yeah. Also, look, I'm no boxing expert, but during the boxing lesson montage, he's showing them, uh, I can't imagine correctly, how to take away someone's knife. I don't think anyone has a knife in boxing. <laughs> Is that me? I haven't tuned in for a while. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so, we'll make it way Sexy better. boxing. At this point. All right. So well, it's called it, a box knife. The key here is that, gee, he sure is reaching those kids through his altruistic badassery. And then we have this scene of like him punching the heavy bag, like Captain America or whatever. 
But instead of it, him like crushing it at the end, uh, like when he reaches the apex of the flashback, instead he just glares over at the abortion clinic like, I'm going to punch you down one of these days. It's like he's preparing <laughs> for a final fight with the abortion clinic. Throughout! <laughs> honestly, this movie ends so badly that it might have been better if at the end he had just punched the building until the building fell down and then a referee came over and it was like, no more abortions! Ding, 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 ding! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're wrapping up Jesus Fight Club. And Pax is about to leave it, but of course, this is Christian outreach. So Jesse says, oh, hey, man, here's a Bible. You should read this. It's got some real badasses in it. Oh, yeah. He's so youth pastor here. Hey, you want to real hear a really awesome story? How about this gangsta named David? He's <laughs> like, yeah, you want to see how real warriors fight? They throw rocks from a very great distance like cowards, and then they have a man killed later so that they can fuck his wife. Why, why don't you not read all the way up to the Bathsheba part? Literally though, just, just a... read what I sent you, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then we now we're going to meet Tracy. Tracy is standing across the street, very depressed and crying, staring at an abortion clinic lamentingly when Jesse shows up for work that day. Yeah. And his opening line here is, hey, you, uh, Gonna kill your baby? <laughs> <laughs> kill your baby? No. Off? Oh, stupid! I was I was looking at the the next block over. Next. I wanted to the All Star Kids Learning. Center. She looks like Sarah Huckabee Sanders after a bad breakup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough situation, though. You got to admit, there's like the 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 abortion clinic, or and then the the church right across the street from each other. Like it's like a gym and a bakery across the street from each right. other. You know what I mean? <laughs> They should have like, like they should have settled their differences with a bowling league, right? <laughs> Big ladies just staring back and forth. <laughs> All right, so and then so she turns to him and she says, "You're a pastor, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, kind of, you know." And she says, "Will I see my baby in heaven?" <laughs> because I feel like that'll be awkward, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just like, "Hey, <laughs> should we let?" Do we hug or is it not? <laughs> hug? I don't nope. Not. nope, just a handshake will be fine, handshake. mom. Fist bump, got it. Okay. Nope. <laughs> hey, you got fingernails. No, actually, bud, Look at you. Bud bump. <laughs> <Look at> you. <laughs> <laughs> right, but she brings up the problem with Christianity here, right? Because he's like, oh, well, because uh, 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 she goes, well, isn't your whole shtick forgiveness, right? And he's like, yeah, but you're not. You're not supposed to think about that before you do bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of breaks the system if you realize that it's, it actually just lets you do whatever bad stuff you want. Uh, I actually just said God forgives everything like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, shit. So, okay. <laughs> then that night, he and his wife are driving home. And he is cranky. Well, right. And <laughs> it's going to go a different way, but she opens up like, She's like, did the army unit call you back in for one last job? Like, she thinks that's what's going on. He's like, no, no, this is a much dumber movie no. than this is in a Van Damme flick. I mean, we're not. She doesn't know what movie she's in. She's like, are you being called in to kill Mickey Rourke? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just, I couldn't talk this lady out of murdering her baby, but. Yeah, no, he's just beating himself up for allowing that woman to exercise autonomy. 
and oh my God, the wife here is so amazing. She goes like, hey, but maybe that is none of your fucking business. And I wanted just the credits to roll. <laughs> I would watch this movie every day for a year if he was just like, yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does but seem instead, to be. he's just like, get the fuck out of this truck. <laughs> like, right. What's the point of this job if women are allowed to make decisions? Why am I even a preacher if I can't, you know, enslave and force birth women's, huh? <laughs> huh? And again, like, I know we're going to point this out a bunch this movie, but this movie already gives the game away. Of course he doesn't think it's murder. We've already seen what this character does when he sees someone being physically assaulted, right? He runs over and he uses his magic karate. He doesn't think it's murder. He has this weird alter murder category in his brain, which is why he's just bummed about the murder. Yeah. Right, right. All right, so meanwhile, back at boxing practice, Pex is a, has to leave. His girlfriend shows up mid-practice, and and he stops him. He's like, hey, man, uh, did I see you and your uh, lady murder an unborn baby in that clinic the other day? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he saw them coming out of it. I so wanted him to say, yeah, my girlfriend had a UTI, you nosy fuck. Why are you doing, why are you tracking us? Oh, yeah, it's UTI, huh? You gotta, gotta make him pee, right? You can't, can't let him just lie there. Oh, so, so boxing. <laughs> right, and, and, and his, like, buddy-buddy approach here is so amazing. He's like, hey, if you ever want to talk, I mean, I would consider us, I guess you'd say homies. You know, can I say that? Are we homies? Would you, would you consider yourself one of my homies? Do I have to say homas? I don't understand. Cabrones? I don't so, <laughs> and okay, so he leaves. The preacher comes in, and the preacher's like, "Hey, Jesse, are you sure you're not teaching these kids to to, to box? Because that's what it looks like. It's supposed to be a church. I feel like this is you get that this is useless, right? Like, I need you to understand. Like, we can't can't really take ten percent of a food stamp if you know what I mean. <laughs> <I'd> <laughs> And then also, as they're having this discussion, a girl pulls up to get an abortion across the street and like the car pulls up. It's all base spinning rims. And she's just like jumps out. And she's like, I'll get three abortions. I'll be right back. Does anybody else need one? Should I pick one up for you? Anyone need an abortion? I'm running in, but I'm not coming back. So if you want an abortion, I'm getting it for you now. Okay. <laughs> so then I'm going to hit Starbucks. So then Jesse turns to the preacher right then and he goes, hey, man, is somebody working on this abortion clinic thing? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean working on it? <laughs> hey, why is nobody harassing these women? Can I, you know, bring it up Wednesday? Just just sort of like brush the subject. Just be like, <sighs> hey, just want to throw this out there since we're mixing things up. Have we tried... Uh, trying to rule over other people's bodies because we're right here. It just yeah, seems it like, like a good... It's, it's, it's like so convenient. We could um, punch them, maybe? I'm teaching people to punch. I've <laughs> got a lot I of boxers. Like, uh, <laughs> maybe. Like in the face, I feel like that otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, right. We wouldn't want to harm the, uh, the baby. That would be a moral like, thing to do if I actually thought this was murder. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm just pretending because I've got a weird category of murder. But I, I mean, just like bother them and hand them... <laughs> Pamphlets, you but know. the pastor's like, yeah, okay, vigilante mob. Um, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
so the, we we cut to the church service where the preacher's like, hey, if you want to show up Wednesday night, Jesse's going to talk about uh, punching pregnant ladies and women with UTIs or something. You should probably all show up. Yeah, we're just going to have a little meeting. It's uh, it's not about a lynch mob, uh, <laughs> except yes, it is. So. <laughs> but there will be punch. Yeah. So then he goes home and this is where uh, uh, Irish abortion lady shows up again. You know, uh, he's like trying to help her up the street, the stairs, and she doesn't need his damn help walking up the stairs. Damn it. I'm just here to give you old lady wisdom. Yeah. Her old lady <laughs> wisdom seems to be fight someone. <laughs> I, but he, he's trying to get her to come to the prayer meeting and she closes the door in his face and it's so funny. He's like, yeah, we're having a <laughs> prayer meeting about the clinic across the street. Maybe we're going to harass a woman together. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> right. And she's slamming it in his face because she's like mad that he's being a pussy about the, the <laughs> clinic <laughs> and not like she's mad. He didn't say bomb the clinic yep. instead of prey on it. So she slams the door in his face. Well, and the thing is, is that we don't know that at this point in the movie. At this point in the movie, she might as well just be going like, oh, you're going to harass women because you're an asshole. Slam. But no, it's because she wants to do way more than just harass them. No half measures. Yeah. Right. And just real quick, by the way, I want to correct myself. Like a few times, the movie made me do this. I've said abortion clinic. It's a women's health clinic. They they trick you and they <laughs> said that's not the fucking only thing that's happening there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, our, our, our show is not a Stamps.com ad production company. That's yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. All right. And then as if we didn't have enough reason to hate this goddamn character, we're going to show a scene where he harasses the woman that works at the clinic on her way into work. He's yeah, going to give mean, her a piece of his mind. He's just shouting at an employee about Someone he doesn't know. Why is everyone making such a big deal about it? <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, hey, so you know the girl you tricked into killing a baby while she was weeping? I need her address right now, <laughs> please. I'm the good guy in a movie. The protagonist, I'm yelling at a medical professional because my invisible friend doesn't say that that's wrong because my invisible friend didn't know about any of this shit. Uh, can I have private information? You want to break some HIPAA yeah. laws for me? Please, pretty please, though, because I'm a pastor. I'm a good guy. Right. I'm the good guy in the movie. <laughs> this movie was about a boxing something 40 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, and th there was still hope for that for a second here because they, they pan over and we see the, the big security guard for the women's health clinic. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm rooting so hard for a showdown with like what they believe to be the evil abortionist mercenary guard over there, but they never get to that. <laughs> But he's so over. He's he's dressed like Cobra Commando. He's all in yes. black, <laughs> vest of knives and hangers. It's fucking ridiculous. Runs his tongue along one of the hangers. Just <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now we got to that Wednesday night lynch mob meeting, and he opens it with "Thanks for coming." Uh, should women be allowed to vote? Bad start. Sorry, <laughs> Mia. <laughs> Okay, but no hands. I saw no hands, so that's locked in. But sorry, sorry. Yeah, just <laughs> and of course, it turns out that old Irish abortion clinic lady did show up to his lady harassment meeting. Okay, this is where we learn how many abortions the clinic across the street. Boy, did we all do the math on this one? <laughs> Performs a day five to. 20 abortions a day. What? 
Okay. 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 So, first of all, how the fuck did he get that number? Five to like, why would it be a range? Is weird that it would be five to 20. But like, how does he know they're like, did he count deflated women and think that he was getting an accurate thing as people want? But also, if that was a normal clinic, if this was like the average women's health clinic in the United States, we'd have about 15 million abortions every year in America. And it's, it's, it's it, like, it's like three percent of that. Yeah, right, right, exactly. I I went a different way. I said, "Oh wow, this clinic accounts for approximately one percent of all U.S. abortions." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, what the fuck does he think is happening in there? Five to twenty a day? Like, like there's a doctor in there doing twenty at the same time, just like blindfolded, like Bobby Fischer. <laughs> Yeah, and I love that, like, they have the people in the church standing up and saying stuff like, well, you know, they also do cancer screenings. He's like, abortion! Okay, I'll sit back yeah. down. Like, the one lady <laughs> stands up and she says, hey, shouldn't we be trying to feed the poor and stuff? And everyone's like, boo, fuck you, go away. Boo. That's not what this movie's about. In fact, this movie actually seems to make a direct argument against feeding the poor, boo. <laughs> uh, so... Here's my side of the math. I wanted to know where this number came from. So I Googled five to 20 abortions a day, which took me to, that's right, a pro-life propaganda website where I realized that number doesn't come from five to 20, you know, coat hanger, vacuum cleaner abortions. They're also counting plan B in their sort of average abortions conducted by abortion clinics a day. So when they give out the emergency contraception to women, the pro-life websites count that in the how many abortions take place category. Oh, so, like, we did, like, one abortion and 19 women menstruated. Also <laughs> <in the morning. laughs> yes, Same exactly. Thing. It's what they mean. Also, some of the websites, and this is my favorite, like to include medically supervised abortions that are miscarriages. So, like, the baby's already dead, but they're just like, yeah, but the doctor took it out. It didn't come oh, sliding out on its own. For fuck's sake. Like, like, you have to leave it like an apple? Like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> it has to be on the ground first? That's fucking insane. <laughs> and Nine a month hospital, rule. yes. Um, now, and, and also, this is, of course, where we learn... The, uh, just how harsh old selectively Irish lady is. Cause when she realizes that all they're going to do is pray about that abortion clinic, she's like, Oh, you guys can go fuck yourselves. Then <laughs> she spikes a fetus and walks the fuck out. Just tucks her C4 back into a bag. Yeah. slowly. All right. Well, everybody's going to be a cuck about it. I will not be involved in this. So, and then we get the montage where he drives to city hall to try to make them stop killing babies. He's like, I'm, I got to complain about an abortion clinic. It's an yeah. abortion clinic. <laughs> and on the drive, by the way, for a second, he looks at his dog tags hanging in his uh, rear view mirror there. And I thought he was about to invent tiny little like puppy tags for fetuses. Like I thought he was having an idea <laughs> for an invention. Oh, God. And he's going to make it. <laughs> We could sell the shit out of those, though. We should make puppy tags. We for should totally make yeah. little and just <laughs> women just wearing like nineteen different ones. Like, yep, keep doing it. <laughs> Every time just I'm straight, I get another one. And I love this conversation at City Hall. By the way, 
Yeah, right. Where the yeah. zoning officer is <laughs> like, them existing is not an actionable offense. Oh, yep. it's so That's good. That's an abortion exactly. clinic. Exact Go words. He goes, he goes, that clinic is perfectly legal unless they're doing something to break the law. <laughs> amazing script. It's so good. I wrote at this point in my notes, I'm like, we're taking a sympathetic look at a guy who would go to the courthouse to see if they could shut down a women's clinic for all the zygotes they killed. Like, next week, Eli's going to find a fucking documentary about Jeffrey Dahmer on the Food Network or something <laughs> that we're going to watch. Bobby um, Kay is trying to cook a skull better than him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this was, he was, this was like a zoning board thing, right? Yeah. He was talking to the guy for zoning purposes. Like, I was hoping the rest of the movie was just going to be him, like, asking different low-level government people, like, hey, do me a personal favor. Change the law about <laughs> The constitutional? No. Uh, just got an electrician. Okay. Does that look up to code? Look at those wires. <laughs> <laughs> a satellite on the roof? <laughs> so, and also, while he's at the courthouse, he happens upon crazy street preacher, Again, the Mr. Miyagi of this film that's like, hey, I know of some great resources for hating women's autonomy. Let me help you. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's got the pamphlet for the fucking crisis center. The, yeah. Right. The Oh, God. Like, here's a here's a fake women's clinic. If you want to trick some. I do want to trick some women. Yeah. This is perfect. That's great. great. Yeah. Uh, great. But, and he's there, by the way, for bothering people. He was arrested for bothering people. He's like, hey. And and the main character of the movie is like, man, you are so brave and awesome. And he's like, yeah, I yell at people. It's, <laughs> kind of my thing. it's my calling. <laughs> I'm mentally no, ill. Seriously, I'm here. I'm proving to the city that I was being super obnoxious at the exact maximum allowable volume level. So I'm allowed to do that. I, I counted the decibels on <laughs> this machine right here. That's literally what that's is what he was happening. doing there. Yeah, my, my job is basically not touching. Can't get mad. So uh, here, here I am. <laughs> I'm not touching. Not, not clipping. Can't get mad. <laughs> Suck it. All right. So meanwhile, back at Boxing Church, which is, by the way, totally the place to be. All the street kids are there now. Yeah, they're painting a mural and eating sandwiches. Yeah, and also, by the way, he's, this is where he finds out that Camille, the, the troubled teen from earlier, dropped out of the community service program and will never be heard from or about again in this film. <laughs> oh, she's emancipated? Rumpf. Oh. Yeah, like, like the fucking second unit director broke up with her before this scene. <laughs> because they thought that the audience would be like, where's that character he acknowledged <laughs> earlier? <laughs> <laughs> or because they thought, oh, no, each character has to have a re resolution. This is a resolution for her. See, she left. She's there fine. There we go. All right. Nailed so, it. But now Pex shows up with his girlfriend, Gigi. That's her name in the fucking movie to talk. It turns out she was at the clinic to talk to him about getting an abortion, but she's not sure she might want to have the baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. She tells him she's like, yeah, so I'm at 23 weeks. It's uh. It's basically the two-minute drill at this point. So, you know, <laughs> countdown to legal baby killing on this clock right here that I'm holding. I need to decide. <laughs> yeah. But her mom will kick her out of the house if she has the baby. Right. So his advice, he, he weighs both of those things, and he's like, don't murder your fetus. <laughs> yeah. Look, maybe talk it through with your mom. Explain that someone who got pregnant as a teenager is going to be 
a great responsible parent. Trust me. (laughs) If you have demonstrated anything to me, it's that you make great decisions and you should make them about someone else. After all, you're here getting medical advice from a pastor, so (laughs) it's going to go great. You have got your shit together. My mom doesn't think I can handle it, but I I think we're ready for a kid. You know, my uh, boyfriend, who I'm not married to, loves spending time with me and... uh, (laughs) I live with my parent at age 25, and uh, my boyfriend's got this sweet new gig as a fight club fighter, so... (laughs) No, and he's thinking about a job, too. This is exactly who abortions are for. They're amazing (laughs) for society. We need so many more abortions by people like this, and we're so much better. (laughs) All right, so now our hero... Goes to a goddamn crisis pregnancy center. And this is where my notes are all in caps. The guy <laughs> in the movie is at a crisis pregnancy center, which for those of you who are not aware, is a place that pretends to be a women's clinic. Yeah. But then gives you a ecto-soundy fucker, whatever that thing is called. Ultrasound. And Holds you down and then explains that it hurts you to have an abortion. They just lie to you. It is yep. it is churches that dress people up in costumes. They yep. literally dress up in nurse and doctor costumes and then lie to you about the risks and rewards of abortion. Second only to like ISIS holding centers in American evil places. <laughs> and our protagonist is there. Yeah, the place where they put immigrant babies maybe or something like that. They I expected the fucking payday loan guy to come in and save the day at some point in this fucking movie. Right. It's supposed to be be all propaganda at these places, but they accidentally put like like an atheist character in this this crisis center. Like Jesse gets there and the the nurse or the like so-called nurse at at the crisis center is like, oh, so you want you want help for a, a woman who's completely poor and has no prospects but wants to have a baby. I'm just spitballing here. Maybe your church could help a poor person <laughs> once. That would be great. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Why don't you take some of those solid wooden benches or stained glass windows, you sell them, right? And then yes. you support a whole bunch of women like, oh, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> but her real reasoning is that they just don't have enough dedicated zealots to go all the way across town and, you know, oppose all the abortion clinics. So she gives him some misogyny pamphlets to take home, you know, some how to harass ladies. <laughs> and first of all, it's called field manual for abortion ministry. Yep. That's the title of this piece of piece of pamphlet. And on the front of it, do I have this right? There was a, Roman soldier on a horse <laughs> stabbing a dragon with a spear. <laughs> what the fuck were they going for there? What do they? Th- I'm so confused by this. But field manual for abortion ministry. I expected that was something you get to like the back of IKEA. Like they give you a hex wrench and like a suction <laughs> thing, and they're like, "All right." I mean, it's got 23 steps, but this will kill your fucking baby. Let me tell you. <laughs> What's the Wundersmart? At the end, you've got an extra like little piece of leg, and you're like, I don't know what this is supposed to go to. <laughs> got an extra fingernail? So, all right. So he goes home to commiserate with Irish abortion clinic lady. 
Um, she's brought him a gift. Now, this is okay. All of us have this exact same note, right? This is where she starts telling him that disturbing Irish folk tale or whatever <laughs> about the heart. Listen, fun story. You're going to like this. My <laughs> great grandfather cut the dead heart out of a corpse. Oh, wait for it. He puts it into a little box and then he throws it at a guy during war and then he died. Cool, right? And then, a fun story. Right then in the story, as she's talking about her great-grandfather carrying a box with a human heart around in it, she says, hold on, I've got something to show you. And she goes to a box. Now, every, all, we all have, oh, my God, there's a heart in that box in our notes. But no, it's just, it's an old flag. Oh, a, a, if it had been Gwyneth Paltrow's head, I would have been so <laughs> happy. Oh. No. Human heart yeah, would be great. That, that, that movie has great. really become a happy ending type thing. Yeah. But no, it's a battle flag so he can ride into battle against the abortionists, you see. Yeah. So it's a confusing message. He was like, all right, I think I know where you're going with this. But just to be clear, you want me to put a fetus in like a bag or a box and then throw it at people? <laughs> Is that? And she's yeah. like, correct. Also, maybe <clears throat> bomb the building. And he's like, what? <laughs> She's like, cough, mumble, bomb the building. I said, cough, mumble, bomb. What if I do it without the, the accent? Is that better? Is that better? Look into my eyes. So, Here's yeah, and of some course, C4. And of course, we learn here, too, that she just doesn't like the way the church has changed. Her dad or husband or something started this church, but she was sick about them, like, not harassing women and not burning down the buildings of the people they she didn't like and stuff. So she gave up on it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Church wasn't hardcore enough for her. And now we cut to Tracy looking over her ultrasound in despair. And Eli has written as the scene cue here, blurry photo of nothing. Because like, <laughs> hey, maybe find a picture where it's not so obviously indistinguishable from a fucking tadpole, right? Doesn't that work against your message where you're just like, oh, she killed those two pixels? I feel like those two pixels didn't mind. Yeah. Again, it's your movie. Get an ultrasound of a baby and pretend <laughs> that's right. what fetuses look like. <laughs> it looked like Atari graphics. It's the part of anti-abortion <laughs> propaganda I've never understood is them showing you a fetus you can abort and being like, that's a baby. No, it's not. <laughs> Show it to a kid and be clearly. like, what's that? <laughs> They'll be like, frog. Yeah, right. And okay. And, and, and then, of course, we, we have the scene where Jesse's wife finds all his abortion pamphlets tucked under shit in his drawers. Like, like porn. Right. It's like leafed into his porn or something. <laughs> <laughs> Big booty bitches for a field guide manual to abortion ministry. Oh, yeah, what right. What? <laughs> and then and then abortion girl, the girl that. He tried to talk out of the abortion earlier in the movie, but walked away because all he could think of to say was, I'm a boxer, has now killed herself. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we watch her taking pills and then she ends up like, but while, while this is happening, I just wanted so bad for her to get pelted in the face with a human heart and he just <laughs> runs in and saves her. Scottish lady's just hiding under a bush. Um, Is that yeah. a human heart? Yeah, no, it's. A, I'll explain that part later, but stop. <laughs> you have to be watching the whole movie 
up to this point. Yeah. Use a Nerf gun or something, man. Like, that would have been <laughs> fine with a Nerf gun. That's weird. Okay. But yeah, no, she has killed herself. And then and then someone set her in a very odd position, like yeah, one that wouldn't. She took pills and then she positioned herself like she was getting broken on the wheel. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she's like putting herself in the position at the beginning of Manhunt. She's just like, eh, I want to be on the front of a Hitchcock DVD. Yeah. Oh, I do appreciate that. If you're going to kill yourself, put yourself in a fun position. Just give people things to think about. Okay, but downward dog, though? Like, I feel like... Uh, so <laughs> she's doing the sprinkler. That's, cool. <laughs> yeah, just keep in mind, rigor mortis is going to make it funnier. Yeah, um, exactly. So now he he sees in the newspaper that she's killed herself, right? <laughs> yeah, with a headline just like area woman incorrect about how heaven works. Will not see Peter's there. <laughs> He's like, oh. Uh, I wanted him to open the paper and it reads like, abortion, super fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but then he goes to her funeral. <laughs> well, he looks at the abortion clinic across the street like, God damn it, abortion clinic. You <laughs> killed another one. Yeah, right. You but killed another one. <laughs> and look, Look, we're we're going to get to how terrible this funeral is, but it, just for the record, people don't regret abortions because abortions are bad. They regret abortions because assholes across the street tell them they're murdering a baby. Right, because Christians are bad. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Normal people don't regret abortions the way they don't regret, I don't know, sneezing or taking a big shit. It's healthcare. Yeah, God, for yeah. fuck's sake. You know what I'm super happy about? Not being a dad right now. Gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah. Super happy about that. You know what I'm super happy about? He's not being a dad right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so three votes. Well, two votes. I would like a little nephew. Grab him. <laughs> hey, Come, here, chubs. Work. Come here, chubs. Um, so <laughs> Grab him. All right. And then, of course, he gets <laughs> to the tits. funeral. <laughs> he immediately starts flashing back to the other parts of the movie in case you needed bingo. And by the way, the corpse is pretty much snoring. Okay, there is nothing <laughs> yeah. weirder that you goyim do than an open casket. Can I tell you that? There is nothing stranger <laughs> that the Christians do than being like, anyone want to check this out one last time? <laughs> Here she is. Make sure you're not at the wrong funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really want to see a second open casket for the fetus. Just like a tiny little open oh, casket. Oh, she's holding it like on her just, chest instead right of right there. That would have been odd. The guy from Goliath Caskets is there. He's like, hey, look, it's our it's our David model. We got a little guy. We built a little miniature. Making money on this now, too. Big little casket. Conspiracy. And then he literally, he goes up and introduces himself to the family. Hey, I'm real sorry for your loss. I met your daughter when I was screaming at her that she was a baby murderer from across the street as she went into that abortion clinic. And the family's not happy that he came at all. What a bunch of dicks. And why yeah. would this mo this movie makes the right argument? The movie's like, oh, you're the guy who guilted my teenage daughter into suicide with your bizarre, horrible theology. And he's like, oh, oh, it's me. Oh, it was. <laughs> I'm the one who I just realized I'm the one who upset your daughter. She wouldn't be upset if someone just explained to her 
how many cells and how not sentient that thing is. But I pretended it was a baby. And so she go, oh, people take seriously the things I say, even though I don't and demonstrate with my behavior. I don't actually believe it's murder. I got it. Whoopsie. Is there food? He's sorry, but definitely doesn't really get why he's sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, hey, what did you fucking say to her? And he's like, ah, I think. I think I punched her in the face. I, it was, <laughs> I definitely. It was my second day. I'm really sorry. I didn't. I'm not. The no. word murderer was in there. Uh, I told right. her that God would not forgive her. Uh, what right. else? But instead of realizing that he's a giant piece of shit and, you know, <sighs> lying under a train or quitting acting to go back to male modeling, Rusty, <laughs> he. Goes to box that abortion <laughs> Oh, clinic. my God. Okay, the soundtrack is absolutely convinced that he is going to punch that clinic until it explodes right now. Uh, but my scene cue, by the way, for this was for this next scene is in the belly of the beast. <laughs> yes, right. So <laughs> he goes into the clinic and it looks like a horror, like, a, like one of those cheap ass uh, haunted houses you go to or whatever. Um, there are yeah. 400 women. They're all just coat hanger hanging out of their cooch. Yeah. The clinic is packed like it's happy hour. Like <laughs> it's five deep and they're waving cash at the bartender. Like it might as well be a deli counter and there's just a giant line. <laughs> there's like a nightclub line out the door, fucking lasers and disco balls. <laughs> And everyone Ridiculous. looks up and they can immediately just tell he doesn't belong there just because he has no uterus or gynecological <laughs> needs, right? So, right. And he, he walks up to the desk and goes, um, hello, I'd like to speak to the head baby murderer. <laughs> he, he literally <laughs> says, I'd like to speak to the manager just the to manager. make me hate him more, right? Just <laughs> to make manager. me hate him more. Oh. He says, I want to speak to the manager. Who? This baby has is, is undercooked. She was like, all right, do you have your receipt? <laughs> uh, I, I don't keep that. I think I th it's in this garbage can. I'm going to go through this garbage can. <laughs> Who... Who does he think the manager of an abortion clinic is? <laughs> like, and he's, he's going to get called into Gus Fring's office. And he's gonna like, oh, tell me. Yeah, but she's like, sir, I, I, you're going to have to leave. And keep in mind, like, already in this film, he's followed workers there to the clinic screaming at them, right? So they know who this person is. She's like, sir, you're going to have to leave. And then he starts going through the waiting room, showing pictures of suicide girl to all the patients and yelling, did they tell you you could wind up like this girl? Yeah. Did they tell you you're all going to commit suicide like this? And I want everybody to be like, no, we're, you don't seem to get, we're doing this instead. Yeah. <laughs> that, the lady in the picture never had the abortion, right? And he's like, oh, hold on. Fuck. Okay. I got... I get confused by stuff. Um, <laughs> right. No, and I'm then the boxing. security guard comes over to stop him from screaming at a waiting room full of women in a healthcare center. And he's like, I just give me a minute. Give me a minute. And then he karate's the security guard. He beats the security guard up after they get outside, right? He's already outside. And then he attacks the fucking security guard. <laughs> Yes, the good yep. guy in this movie is like, back off, man. I'd hate to have to fuck you up for me harassing those women in the abortion clinic. I, I, I have to say, honestly, like, 
this is the first time I've actually had to like just throw down my headphones in disgust in any of the movies we've ever watched. I don't think I ever got as physically pissed off by any scene as this one. So oh, many of my absolutely. notes for this movie are, I want to fight the cast of this movie. I'm not going to win a fight against Rusty Joyner, but I'd love to try. If someone got me a fight with Rusty Joyner for my birthday, oh, <laughs> I would, you, in my heart and prayers forever, you got a place in the Christmas card list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, agree. I was furious at this point, but then it all turned around for a second and I actually <laughs> laughed out loud because... At this point, he's still in his funeral suit. He's in an mm-hmm. all-black suit that he wore to a funeral just a moment ago. And you see that Jesse Dean is wearing a chain wallet <laughs> with his funeral <laughs> suit. Nothing has ever captured a character better than this guy wearing a chain wallet with his funeral suit for the woman who committed suicide because of him. Just now. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. All right, well, my heart rate monitor's beeping and I'm not even wearing it, so that's a clear sign we need a break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will this movie go fuck itself with a 2x4? Will that 2x4 be good and splintery? Will I set it on fire first? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return from the medieval conclusion of Voiceless. Heath? Heath Enright? Oh, uh, hey, Ashley, what are you doing here? I work at the doctor's office. Are you here for a checkup? Yeah, yeah, just getting my uh, checkup. Jeez, mm-hmm. I haven't seen you since high school. How have you been? Uh, I've been good. I've been good. Oh, hey, doctor. What's up? Hello, nurse. Uh, Heath, uh, here are your hey. dick pills. They are pills okay. for your what? dick, and now you have them. Uh, These are your just, dick pills. What? That, no, that's this is some kind of... Some kind of mix-up. I feel like just check the nope. name again on the no thing. No mix-up. Just checked. These are your dick pills. You ordered nope. them here at the Dockers office. Remember? You just waited I, in the waiting room for like an hour. Was, and then you asked me huh? about your dick. We had a conversation just, about your dick. And now I'm giving and, you dick pills in front of Nurse Ashley here. Ashley, uh, he needs dick pills. I'm giving cool, you these dick cool. pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have like a, like a knife somewhere? Has this ever happened to you? Well, next time, try 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions, but there's no waiting room and no awkward doctor's visit. Products are shipped directly to your door, and best of all, our listeners get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today, right now while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Just go to 4 slash gam. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash gam. Forhims.com slash gam. Say hi to your mom and dad for me. Yeah, me too. I actually know your parents as well. Cool. Cool. Yeah, probably won't get to do that because uh, I'll be dead. But cool. No, I'll keep that in mind. Say hi. Check the label one more time. Yep. <laughs> it's not often that one of the running characters in our show goes on to other art and media. For those who aren't familiar, Catholic abortion clinic Irish Lady first appeared on Scathing Atheist during a sketch about crisis pregnancy centers. But I speak for all of us here at Puzzle in a Thunderstorm when I say we're shocked to find out about Irish abortion clinic Lady's career as an actress outside of our show. But we're pleased to have her here with us today. Catholic abortion Lady, welcome to God Awful Movies. Oh, bless your soul, Noah. Thank you for having me on. So tell us, uh, how did you land the part of you? 
Oh, tis a funny tale indeed. I actually live in the building they shot this movie in, and I just kept walking into shot and yelling these lines at people till they kept the footage. I see. And and, and what would you say to those who say this movie is pro-violence, anti-woman, and so bad that if the rap party had taken place in a burning drum of oil, the world would be a better place? Uh, who said that? Well, I just did. I see. Uh, is, is there anything that got left out of the movie that you wish had made it in? Oh, indeed there was, Noah. Let me play a clip for you. Don't understand, Mrs. Begora. I can't just go next door and, like, start... Her... What? what, uh... What's on your hand there? What are you doing? Oh, no, it's a ghost of the King of Scotland here to haunt you for not saving the babies. Oh, why won't you go forth and save the babies? Okay, I see what you're doing, but that... Uh, is a sock puppet. Listen to me. Listen to me. You must throw me heart at those evil abortion doctors. Throw it. That. I'll give it to you. That. No. I'll give it to you. Take it. That. That's your poop. That's. It's poo. Ghost poop. Nonetheless. Okay, well, Irish abortion clinic lady, uh, the person in this movie was Scottish, but fuck her forever. Thanks for stopping by. A blessing on you and your home, Noah. And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our hero, he was assaulting the security guard at a women's clinic he was harassing people in. So we're going to rejoin him dejectedly pushing food around in his plate, thinking of all the fetuses he didn't save that day. Mm. Yeah, and who doesn't smile when they have lo mein and fried rice? Like, fuck these people. What? <laughs> hey, 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 Heath, maybe it's somebody who's in fucking Waycross, Georgia and knows what good Chinese food is supposed to taste like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they're they're just doing the angry fork noises with the Chinese. I guarantee you they were eating the Chinese food with chopsticks out of the box and then realized they couldn't do the angry fork noises. <laughs> so, okay, and then there's a knock at the door. The cops are here because in the last scene, he assaulted an innocent man for doing his job. Yeah. And and the the character's like, no, oh, he assaulted me. I'm like, this is your movie. You could have made that happen. Yeah, you could not be wrong in this movie. Yeah. He kicked me first just because I was in the abortion clinic. And he kicked me, he kicked me in my soldier leg. In my soldier <laughs> leg. And yeah. let's be very clear that his the securities guard's job was to kick him. Yes. Right. Like he tried to get him to leave without force. But like in the movie, the guy fought back until he had to drag him out. Yeah. And you should kick him in the prosthetic leg at that point if he has like that's like a good move. That's just <laughs> yeah, like right? a good security. Guard. Aim for the prosthetic right. leg. <laughs> so, learn anything from our show. But but the cops are like, <laughs> the cops are like, so it's cool, though. The clinic isn't pressing charges. So, uh we, we just came to keep you abreast of the plot, I guess. Yeah, it's weird that we showed up. <laughs> but, but yes, the fuck they are pressing charges. Are you kidding me? I, I will jump into my TV screen and find this fucking fictional clinic and make them press charges. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll press charges. And again, right? just imagine a Christian movie where someone walked into the church, assaulted the pastor, and yelled <laughs> at everyone that God isn't real and that the Catholic Church is a bunch of child rapists. So imagine <laughs> how is that the protagonist of any movie ever? 
Yeah, but, but right, right, exactly. Yeah. So and and then he starts yelling to the cops. He's like, "Listen, this girl killed herself. So it was either blame them or admit it was mostly my fault. What do you expect me to do?" And so they leave. The cops leave. You know, with a tisk tisk. And Just then like stop it. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Bad. We pastor, will bad. roll up this newspaper. Sleep up. Sleep off your vigilante. Yes. <laughs> so, It'll be cool. But then the wife is super upset, too, because he didn't tell her about the felonious assault. How dare him? Well, that's not what she focuses on being nope. mad about, though. She says, my mom knows about this now. What? Fuck you. At this <laughs> what? Like, I hated her more than the pro-life vigilante assaulter for this moment. <laughs> And then he says to her, he's like, look, they knew that girl wasn't sure and they made her go through with it anyway. Now, even within this movie's universe, he would have a no way of knowing that and b no reason to believe it could even possibly be true. You could have put a scene in the movie, right, where the girl's like, I don't really know about this. And the abortion clinic uh, manager or whatever is steepling her fingers and, you know, like giving her putting her in a goddamn James Bond destroying device of some sort or whatever. You could have had that happen yeah, where she elbow drops out of the ceiling. Onto the girl's uterus. I don't know, something. <laughs> right, like that could have happened in the movie. It didn't. Why are you making your terrible, hateable protagonist lie about something you could have written into the fucking movie? Yeah, you didn't have to make your protagonist a liar. That's the right. thing. You have to, your protagonist always has to be a piece of shit by the actions he's going to take, right? But you can recreate the universe and call it abortion hut. And a girl's just walking in. She's like, hi, <laughs> is this Orange Julius? Oh my God, they took my baby. <laughs> you can do that. It's your movie. It's not like it would be less realistic then. God exists in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to make me fighting your main actor on my bucket list. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but now he's getting in trouble with the pastor for criminally assaulting people. Yeah, and his bosses, let's just say, a little bit PO'd about the assault and trespassing. Yeah, a little, little testy, a little testy. More importantly, I don't want cops snooping around our cemetery fund, you know what I mean? So, don't draw attention. All right, so then that night, he's he's asleep, but somebody's there to see him. Gigi got kicked out of her house, and she's there with Pex because they need a place to sleep. Right, and so for some reason, the wife is like quizzing him on whether or not Pex is going to be a good baby daddy? Her first question, the wife's first question when she's like, I told my mom I was thinking about keeping the baby and she kept uh, kicked me out. The wife turns to Pex and she says, well, what does the man think about this? That's the most important thing. They never ask Gigi what she thinks. They nope. only talk to her boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. She goes, so you're fine with both of these scenarios. You're fine with not murder. And also equally fine with murder. That's what you're saying. And he's like, yes, this is confusing the way you said it, but yes. And then she goes, this is as much the man's decision as the woman's. And I'm a woman, so oh, I can say the N-word. Like, she's a log cabin feminist. <laughs> fuck you. You need to log force cabin. her to give birth, okay? That's equal decision making. Right. Yeah. And then... 
again, because this movie can't even fantasize about a universe where this is a good idea, they fucking shake on it. You know, these teenagers who got pregnant without meaning to, they shake on it. So we know it's solid gold. He's going to be a great dad. He's with her through thick and fucking thin. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, this this is how bizarre and stupid this movie is. Now suddenly Jesse is mad at his wife for letting them stay there. He's, the it, first thing is like, why would you let those schmushmers in my house? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he physically abuses his wife while yes. giving her a lecture about feminism. Literally, <laughs> he dragged yes. her out of bed. He, he uses wrist control again, and he's telling her <laughs> about standing up for women by, by taking away... Their bodily autonomy rights. That's that's what's happening in this movie. Oh well, here's an actual line for that. Insane fucking screed of his. He says, "A woman has already died, and now this girl has nowhere to stay. And on top of that, they're murdering babies right under our nose." <laughs> Let's leave so we- off the collective nose there for a second. And look, but again, the woman has died because I harassed her and made her think she was a murderer. This girl has nowhere to stay because I told her to go against the wishes of the person who was paying her bills. You're the fucking bad guy. Yeah. Look at all the harm I have caused in this yes. movie. He might as well be like, and now your arms hurt. What's happening? <laughs> Somebody yells from the alley, hey, shut up. We're trying to have a baby killed here. We're doing a thing. <laughs> shh, shh. You're fucking up the mood. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so now Jesse is going to go give Gigi's mom a good talking to about kicking her pregnant teenager out of the house. Yeah, and the description of this room for Gigi's mom would be uh, squalor, I would say. Yeah, it just said squalor in brackets on the fucking script, yeah. Also, how old is Gigi's mom? Or how old do you think the movie thinks Gigi's right. mom is? <laughs> because, because the actress has a real age. Yeah. She, she would have to. So would the character. You all, everybody has one age at, at the present <laughs> moment. But they're they're like, is she? She's thirty. She's eighty. Like the, the way she's dressed up is is parts of each of those ages. Thirty and eighty. It's insane. Yeah, she's either 25 or one of those ghost twins from The Matrix 2. It's not clear. (laughs) (laughs) And the mom, she is the most sympathetic character in this movie by far. She's like, okay, so you've decided to give my daughter all kind of advice. How long have you known my daughter? And he's like, oh, it's almost negative. Uh, What time is it? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. We had a sleepover. (laughs) With your teenage daughter. That much, I know. Uh, We played M.A.S.H. Right. Orange. Right. But again, because this woman does manage to straw man at the very end after whipping the shit out of him in a casual conversation. She's like, look, you can bring as many church people you want to my house, but this is a baby murdering house. You hear me? Look at that crocheted pillow. And it's like crocheted abortion on the corner. She's like, see? (laughs) Tell Gigi she can have a baby if she could show me a bank balance of... uh, any bank, if she has a bank account, if she has a physical bank account with any number, she can have a baby. Yeah. All right. So now I guess he tries to pawn Gigi and pecks off on Irish abortion clinic lady upstairs. I want to watch this sitcom. <laughs> Hot. 
This summer, she's a pregnant preteen being pressured into keeping her baby. But mom, I want to keep my baby. And she's an Irish stereotype so offensive we might not make it to air. You mustn't give in to the darkness, me boy. Throw a brass locket full of a dead guy's heart at that clinic. From the makers of God Friended Me and Living Biblically comes In the Mick of Time. Now whose water broke all over me, Pagora? Coming this fall. <laughs> Mom, that's a good show. You're going to watch I mean, that it's show. Certainly better than this. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, it, and, and of course, she's like, oh, I don't want to take him. And he's like, oh, no, no. You said take action in act two, damn it. And she's like, oh, I did say take action in act two. That's back when I had the Romanian accent. Yes. Um, And then we get his limp jogging montage. He limp jogs because of the war injury, you see. Right. While we get his war story. Yeah, right. So he goes back to the psych eval and he's like, hey, man, can't you just sign off on my file and say I'm not crazy? I haven't beat up anybody in like four scenes. And the guy goes, I can. But first, you're going to have to reveal your mysterious backstory. And it's so boring. Oh, my God. It's it, like zero creativity here. Yeah. And so he gives the story and sadly, it does not have. A fetus involved. Obviously, it's so hard for the whole story to have like a fetus like dragging him off the battlefield or like a, <laughs> like a, a fetus jumping out of a uterus and diving in front of a bullet or something heroic. I, w I was expecting at least he had to like, you know, shoot through a pregnant woman's belly to get the bad guy or something. But no, no. Oh, fetus gets nothing. a purple undifferentiated heart or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> not. Oh, if a fetus had saved his life. This movie would have undone us. Like if there had just been a scene where it's like, no, no, we're getting out of here together. No, Sergeant Baby, don't do it. We would have no episode this week. We'd just be like, hey, we're all really sorry, everybody. We <laughs> this movie was really good. We bought you all a DVD of this movie. <laughs> Fetus flies in on a Pegasus and stabs a dragon. Oh, that was the thing with the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it all ties together. The pamphlet is totally, that makes sense. Okay. So the next day he shows up and this is the day that he's going to finally take that crazy street preacher, mentally ill guy that gets dragged to the courthouse occasionally for screaming at people. Um, he's going to take that guy's advice and stand outside that clinic to harass people. This is our protagonists yeah. harassing people outside of an abortion clinic montage. And and it's like the, gee, can he get up the guts to bother these poor women who are, again, mostly just coming in for routine checkups and shit? And again, this movie didn't have to show that, right? The first person he talks to, yeah. he's like, uh, hey, I just want you to know you don't have to kill your baby. And she's like, I'm here for a pap smear. You're all the evil in the world. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Why, it's your movie make the first one a pregnant teen who's like oh gee oh jesus please give me a sign to keep my baby i'm gonna name him jesus right don't make it a woman who's just like i have uterine cancer oh so, right this would be bad if they medical care <laughs> <laughs> and also they like they show him giving out the information and like it, it, completely indiscriminately. We all have a message about the septuagenarian lady that he gave one to, right? Yes. He gives one to a 70 year old Mexican lady. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, maybe maybe stop that baby boy in a stroller too. <laughs> Seriously, I wanted like Ronda Rousey to walk up to him, and he just like turns around and starts whistling like, oh, I don't know what to do. "I'm not doing anything." But you know, of course, it's a montage, so we we see him getting slowly better at harassing people with pamphlets. And well, gee, that woman's crying. He must be doing something right, huh? Yep. If you make him cry, it's better. It's he might as well be a pickup artist. Like, how about you and I just go grab a drink or something somewhere, huh? Like, <laughs> you know, she she knows she puts out. <laughs> and then we meet possibly my favorite character of the movie. Um, he is uh. 70-year-old man with 30-year-old mistress? Yes, radical abortionist. (laughs) (laughs) He's here to force Kate McKinnon to get an abortion, damn it. Yeah, exactly. He is going to browbeat this lady into an abortion if it kills him. Spoiler alert, it will. Um, so yeah, but, but first he, he like, he tries to give her a pamphlet and the guy's like, Hey man, leave her the fuck alone. Right. Cause at this point he's still a good guy. And then they square off like Jesse's going to fight this 68 year old dude. Okay, and honestly, but there's no way the good guy in a movie would fight a 68 year old man <laughs> outside, of, outside of a medical establishment that he was trying to go to. <laughs> that would be crazy. So, okay, but not yet anyway. Um, all right. <laughs> you got to build to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't just throw that out right away. All right. Then then we get Jesse's girl. She's getting off of work and the cops are there to talk to her about her husband because they're like, hey, you know, he seems incredibly violent. We thought like, uh, you know, just basic decency. We should come by and when he's not around and ask if he hits you. Has he done anything weird? And she's like, uh... Are we counting the assault from before? Because you guys know about that. And they're like, no. And she's like, okay, well, you guys are being weird by not counting that assault from before. You're police officers, just so you remember. And she, she is mad that they're bothering her at work. The irony that this movie is like, oh, they're bothering her at work is so... Th- I mean, they might as well rape her and force her to have a baby in this oh movie. And be like, come on. <laughs> You gotta admit, this is pretty funny. But then he's mad, right? Because he shows up at this point when when they're questioning, and he's like, I can't believe you would just bother some innocent woman just trying to live her life. What? And she makes a bombs joke. He's like, has he done anything out of character? And she's like, I mean, other than making bombs, get it? It's a joke because that's something that people do all the time. It's actually really, really common for people who behave like my husband to plan violence against abortion clinics. We're going to we're going to go opposite day with that in the movie, but um, yeah. <laughs> we're, you, we're we're referencing it here just to remind everyone that on a regular basis people who behave like my husband kill people. <laughs> so All right, so so he comes up and he tells the cops like get the fuck away from her. I'm white. You can't do anything about me. And then picking he- a fight with a cop. Imagine right. the privilege of like, "Hey man, you want to fucking go?" Yeah, <laughs> citizens assault. <laughs> all right, so then him and his wife go to the truck to talk it all out, and this is where, for fuck's sake, we learn that she once had an abortion too, and what motivates him every day is thinking about how old his baby would be if she didn't murder it. Right, and again. 
the yeah. proof of that is that these people, the proof that these people don't believe this is murder is how casually they don't give a fuck about this, right? They're sitting in a truck being like, yeah, the time we killed our baby bums me out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been really funny if she killed herself, though. She just pulls out a gun. I can't do it. Pop. Oh, oh God. <laughs> curse you, abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Human heart flies into the car. Yeah. Oh, there she is. There she is. You're a little so late, a little bit late. She already shot herself, but I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> like but, okay, but th that abortion they had, did that not allow them the free time now to deal with this abortion clinic? I mean, I feel like it's all, that's, that's, that's a positive Machiavellian abortion. Yes. And also, by, by the way, God. they do this twice in the movie. Um, at this point, she refers to a zealot crusade as, quote, trying to start your own civil rights movement, end quote. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> okay, like, your thing still moves rights, right? They, like, backwards is a direction, but that's not, you can't just use that phrase anytime you move rights either way okay <laughs> you don't ever as a matter of fact you never ever 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 get to use those words at all nope no nope. that is that is not for you ever <sighs> all right and, and by the way this is the point where i was writing things in my notes like 25 minutes when you subtract the credits guys yeah and mine is just like <laughs> hey i managed to google where rusty's agent is do you think if i called and asked <laughs> For the address, <laughs> I could fight him and we could film it. Patreon, go. I have a lot of suggestions. We had a talk so, as a cast I'm not allowed to make. Yep. All right. So, okay, now we go back to Boxing Church. And what do you know? That woman that was with the 74-year-old sugar daddy that was getting browbeat has now come into his church because he has convinced her that a wizard is going to burn her ghost when she dies if she gets this abortion. Yeah. And he's been abusing her. I wrote in my notes. What did he do? Hit you with his walker? <laughs> yeah, this is where we cross universes with loving the bad man. I'm pretty it sure is, that's where this starts. Isn't it? Very and yeah, of course, she's got to be all beat up because that's why women have abortions because they're punched into it. Right. Yeah. By those radical abortionists. And yeah, well, we have to establish over and over again that women never like get abortions because of like, you know, autonomy. It's all about whether the man lets her or makes her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and she comes in. She's like, I'd like to keep my baby because I'm being forced to by this person. And they're like, yeah, no, no we can help you Um, put on these gloves. Have you, <laughs> have you seen Million Dollar Baby? So yeah, worst case scenario. We put one of those. Worst case, though. That's worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, to be clear, we can help means you can stay here until you bear your child. And then we will leave you alone in the world with no support structure and less health care. The only thing yep. we could guarantee you we will do is take away your health care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, by the way, Peck's got a job. All he needed was a white lady to tell him what to do. And now... G geriatric husband, the sugar daddy, we get him going into the clinic to make sure that fetus is good and dead. You know, he's like, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see a picture of it in the ocean. He just hands the woman at the front a manila folder with a photo of a fetus in it. $50,000. Make the hit look like an accident. <laughs> So 
So, but clinic lady says, no, she didn't come in to get her abortion. Remember how we're not allowed to give out patient information? It's different for you. And he freaks the fuck out because they have to make someone in this movie look crazier than the main character, right? Yeah. You know, all those radical, violent, pro-abortionists. Yep. He's one of them. So he goes out to the street to assault Jesse. Right? And Jesse beats him up. <laughs> He's the protagonist of this movie spends the single longest amount of fighting time against an old man. The thugs <laughs> at the beginning who pull a knife on him do not get as much of a beating nope. as Jesse gives this old man right now. <laughs> And then he's like begging. He's like, please let me up. You're so badass. You're so badass. And, and I'm not at all a completely incongruous character for you to fight. <laughs> and so he lets him up. And wouldn't you know it, just like those fucking abortionists always do, he's got a gun. Yes, a gun. I, I wanted just to shoot him in the dick. Please shoot Jesse in the dick. <laughs> I, would, I was rooting for this so hard. No. I was expecting to shoot her in the fetus. <laughs> I thought that's where we were going. Right, but he pull, he pulls the gun and he's pointing it at Jesse and he's yelling at him. And then at one point, the old guy with the gun spins around at everyone else in the crowd for no reason. No fucking reason. He's like, points his gun at everybody else. And I lost, I like, I laughed so hard by myself at this point. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's phenomenal. And just that he goes to shoot, I think his wife, I don't know who he was going to shoot at that point, but we never find out because the cop that was just starting to appreciate Jesse's gumption kills him before he can shoot whoever he was going to shoot. And the, the girl the, 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 that the, he was trying to, he was, that he was beaten up. Now suddenly she drops to the, to the ground to cry over her body. I so wanted her to just have a miscarriage right then. Yeah. But she just cries over the body. I'm like, what, isn't he the guy that was abusing you and trying to force you to have an abortion? This mu this movie universe is so removed from reality. The cop who shot him might as well like run over to his body now and be super sad. None <laughs> of that makes sense. <laughs> but then we get my favorite shot of the movie. And, and no doubt the director's favorite shot as well, sir. So the, the guy is dead and he has a lot of blood, a lot of blood. And we <laughs> literally see the Planned Parenthood sign reflected in the blood. But, but, <laughs> but to get there, it takes him a really long time to get high enough over it to get. And then they have to like focus the camera for a really long time. So they fuck this all up. Mostly this movie actually has decent cinematography and shit. Well, they fuck this one all up. So it takes like three <laughs> minutes and we're like, no, we get it. You're going for the fucking you're, it's going to reflect. We see what you're doing, man. Just go move I bet, on. I bet, I bet they had the address of Planned Parenthood be. 999 until they realized <laughs> that doesn't make a 666 right. unless you have a double mirror and then you just got confused for a long uh, time just angrily trying to shoot over and over not getting the 666 come in from the left <laughs> can the address be BBB what do you mean can the address be BBB can the address be BBB you know that wouldn't all that's not it's all nine. That god damn it nine. so all right PPP 
And then we cut to the wife seeing, uh, you know, like finding out about all of this shooting stuff on the news. And just as a quick reminder of what a great writer we're dealing with, the news anchor's line, right, is an armed gunman was shot by police. Armed gunman. <laughs> Those two things together. And, and so she walks out of her hairdressing place mid-shampoo, just leaves the woman there. <laughs> she does. Just, you know, so that every single character in this movie is unlikable. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't have to have her shampooing a lady's head just then, right? <laughs> but yeah, so she she goes to the police department to see him. Now, they've got him. They got Jesse in the police department and the lady that runs the abortion clinic. They're going to get statements from both of them. But before they do, the two of them have to sit side by side. It's oh. time for the main battle. Face off with Mecca abortionist. And, and, <laughs> and she opens this up with, you think it's my fault, don't you? The abortion doctor does. <laughs> Why on earth would that be? Our, what universe? How? How is I, that her? I, I wrote my notes. My note here was like, you think this is my fault, don't you? I mean, there's no possible scenario you can spin where it is that doesn't involve time traveling dragons or something. But you're clearly batshit insane and violent. So you think this bit, bit is my fault, too. Huh? Right. <laughs> and he's just like, I would like to punch you. My thoughts <laughs> aren't much more complex than that ever. <laughs> and there's also... There's this insane moment where they're talking about, like, I believe in protecting life. I'm a healthcare provider. Not that kind of shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they call out this amazing moment. She's like, well, I mean, is that even part of your church? Because, like, you know, Bronze Age people who didn't know about germ theory. And he's like, no, no, it's it's really recreational. Kind yeah, of my own. I'm just making shit up. Thing. Right. But they're trying to make it like this, you know. Wealthy abortion clinic magnate owner just doesn't he's understand a, what's right. happening. And he's like, oh, it's cool. You obviously don't you don't get the complexity here. I'll explain. Um, you shouldn't kill. Does that make sense? <laughs> to you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Thou so sometimes the thou throws people because we don't yeah. use thou anymore. So she's I, I, putting I, the simple. cigarette out on a fetus. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> And then his wife shows up. Jesse's wife shows up. She's like, are you okay? And he's like, no, yeah, it was some other dude that died as a consequence of my actions. Didn't you see it on the news? I'm I'm yeah, fine. No. I will also, not <laughs> suffer at all. I blame this doctor lady. So <laughs> for even that. So can we have can we have mac and cheese and frankenweenies? Can we have mac and cheese and frankenweenies for dinner? We Did can you bring my human heart in a bag? I'm gonna throw it at her. Did you bring it? <laughs> Damn it. So now I told you to bring it. It was right on the table. You're the worst. Uncrustables. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're at some court proceeding or another. I don't know, like, what in this, like, in real life, I see why this guy would be going to jail. But, like, in this movie, what is he being charged with? Having a gun illegally aimed at him? We never find out because the judge is like, you're a military hero, therefore not guilty. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has to pay but $200. Not, not guilty of what? What am I being charged? Oh, nothing. This is a this is an exposition hearing. We're just, <laughs> we're just deposing the audience. Don't worry. It's, it's fine. We're going we're gonna to fine you $200, though. Two, and $200? Yeah, what? Really? Like, this movie has no concept 
of numbers. They were like, a okay, billion abortions a day. No jail for this, but that'll be $200. But we had 15 billion abortions since I started this sentence. Okay. <laughs> Do I get to pass go? It seems like you should tell me. <laughs> and then we get, okay, so the pastor is ready to fire his ass over this stuff, right? Because he can't seem to go two days without assaulting someone or getting someone killed. But yep. the wife is there to try to save his job, right? Yeah, and she's like, God, okay, fine. What if he says, like, he's sorry for causing two deaths and an assault? <laughs> is, that, is that better? Okay. Can I go to my room now, sir? Sir? And, and is he going to apologize to the clinic? No, no, the congregation. I yeah, right, to the people who didn't, the congregation. didn't do it, too. Well, and the pastor goes, he caused a death across the street. And the wife says, there's been death across that street ever since that clinic opened. <laughs> and the pastor's like, no, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Like real death with human beings. I in mean, it. Th there's been death in lots of places and times. <laughs> you get how that doesn't matter. That's not relevant Probably. to what we're saying, right? Probably shouldn't weird. say that because the fact that you're pointing out that there's death across the street means that we know there's a different kind of death, which is why we're reacting differently to this death than we did to those other deaths. So <laughs> the fact that you're equating the two points out that you don't actually care about this and that you're just <laughs> you know, pretending. Is that, that a it's human death. heart in your purse? Oh, I did <laughs> have it. I, I told him I didn't have it. Stupid. And then we head back to the soup kitchen because apparently they had a little bit more third tier comic relief money from the early 90s. So Paul Rodriguez is back and he's like, hey, man, sorry about you getting that dude killed. Must have been rough for him, yep. not for you so much. Yeah. But still. And, and then we get little Dickensian boy again. And he's yeah, there to tiny us. Tim. Yeah, he's like, mommy says you're saving babies. I just wrote in my notes, but then again, mommy has to bring me to a soup kitchen. So maybe mommy's judgment isn't exactly zero to standard. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe mommy's approach to things is wrong. Yeah. Well, and just to terrify you even more, Tiny Tim has drawn a picture of him as a superhero fighting abortionists. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. Tiny Tim would have been great. If he had gotten aborted, none of this, this is so good if he yes. gets aborted. Really? Don't show the kid at the soup kitchen. Right. The <laughs> it's such an argument for our side. All right. So now we cut to the, okay. So Jesse's got to apologize and he's been working on his apology all night, but he just can't get it right. So now we go to the church service where he's supposed to apologize to the congregation and keep his job. And like the pastor starts out, he's like, before we begin, Jesse has something he wants to say to the whole class. <laughs> but instead, his wife gets up. She's going to speak. Exactly. And the pastor's like, but Timothy and then his wife's like, no, no, we're not. We don't mention Timothy. In the no. <laughs> and she's just like, <clears throat> I killed my baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what my husband agreed to stop bothering those women and do good stuff but you know what <laughs> he's gonna keep bothering those women i mean the soundtrack here is like he's about to pick her up in a factory and put a captain hat on her head and carry her away. 
Yeah, yeah. My husband agreed to stop getting people killed across the street, but I couldn't let him go through with it. That is the denouement. That is that is what we've been building to this whole time. That bitch finally realizing the man was right about abortion. She even has this insane moment where she goes, you know, everyone talks about how forgiven we are as Christians, but we don't talk enough about the life destroying guilt, huh? We should focus on that some more, right? <laughs> All this forgiveness bullshit. Well, and by the way, keep in mind, this movie has already acknowledged that that kind of rhetoric leads young women to suicide. Yep. Right? Like they know that they're doing that and they're doing it anyway. And then she makes this point and like, it's actually like, this is what they should be thinking, which is even crazier. Like, we should all be pre-murdering murderers like right now is what they should be thinking. Like, right. It's almost evil that, uh, that I'm talking right now instead of killing an abortion doctor. That's why I have an evil abortion doctor in back. Honey, bring him out. Like, <laughs> like, like that's what should happen Reach right under now. your seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, exactly. And that's the fucked up thing is that that is the logical end point of this kind of rhetoric. Yeah, absolute And proof that they don't mean it. Right. They don't actually think they're murdering 20 babies a day on a good day. They don't. You don't stand outside of a place where they're mur there was no one handing out pamphlets outside of Auschwitz. Just being like, Come on, Franz, Franz, don't go into work today. Come on, dude. Uh, uh, I should probably stand the assigned number of feet away. So <laughs> And then she's like, she she like finishes her little talk. She goes and gets her husband. They peace the fuck out. And everybody in the church is like, oh, she's right. We should be pre-murdering those abortion doctors, I guess. And, and then like as they walk away, we see like Miss Elsie approves of this approach, right? She might as well stand up at the back and be like, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> Starts handing out C4. We're doing this so now. We're fucking doing this. All right, so now we cut to the courthouse where Gigi and Pex are getting married. Yeah, you know how this movie has involved two deaths and an assault and concluded on we're going to harass women no matter what you tell us? I think it needs a cutesy child marriage to really oh, wrap it all together. You know that you're ready for marriage when you can afford to wear your best polo shirt to your courthouse <laughs> wedding. Okay, I mean, is this just me? I feel like this should be a getting a job ceremony for this dad <laughs> instead of a marriage. Like, oh, we're getting married. Now it's smart to have a child. We're completely poor, but we're married. So yeah, right. Go. Yes. And mom uh. shows up in her best NYC hoodie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, the only sympathetic character in this movie is Gigi's mom. All right. So they get married and now the cops, we, we see the cops laying out a do not cross boundary to keep Jesse the fuck away from the abortion clinic. And then all the pro abortion people come to scream in front of the abortion clinics and intimidate <laughs> people like pro abortion people do. <laughs> what do we want? Death. When do we want it now? Like, 20 times it's, a day. <laughs> it's insane. They're, they're actually yelling choice. Like, what do we want? Choice. When do we want yeah. it now? This pro-choice mob seems to be unaware they already have the thing. Yeah, <laughs> like they already won. But they're yelling, they're 
pitchforks and torches. It's over the top. Well, except right. for the this movie can't even give them pitch. One of these people is holding a free hugs sign. One of the antagonist crowd is offering free hugs. Right. And the <laughs> the Christian pro-life abortion protesters, they're just so peaceful and full of love and calm. It just blows the pro-choice protesters away. Well, right, yeah. right. Because the pastor goes, he's going to walk up there even though there's that ravenous crowd of rabid pro-abortionists chewing on babies right there. He's going to brave that anyway. But before he can go, Miss Elsie shows up and she's with them. And then Pex and Gigi show up. They're with them. And so is Crazy Street Preacher and everyone in the movie who's been named except for the dead ones. Some random black teenagers, because you know how much they love to protest abortion clinics. The fucking Rudy moment in this film is just a long line of people showing up to deny women their rights. Healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And then, of course, the evil Mecca abortion lady says, come on, police officers, do something. And he's like, nope, they are exactly as close as the law allows them to be. So, no. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's right. again, it's like the guy who wants to close down the ski center moment. It's like, what? You can't let these kids have the ski yep. center. You can't. Yep. No, but he Jesse's standing 30 feet away, so we can't do anything. And she's like, well, no, I mean, I can't run my, my clinic now. Like all these other people are doing the same thing that got him the restraining order. <laughs> yes. So really, anyone do... standing here blocking my entrance is a bad thing, right? Right. We are cops, but uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, right, right. Well, and then that's another thing that they didn't have to point out in the movie that, like, you know, you have that real problem with Christian cops that don't want to enforce these laws being really lax about doing so. Again, something the movie could have ignored and chose not to. All right, and now the movie's almost over, but we have to see his awesome youth outreach center now that it's all done, and we have to see the baby that Gigi didn't murder. Yeah, all right, this is fucking insane. Did this movie think it was going to win me over with a goddamn ping pong table? Like, let me tell you, <laughs> we didn't just stop baby murders that year. We also had an, a lot of fun. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean... They kind of won me over with the ping pong table. Well, I'll be yeah, honest. Like, that was good. Awesome. But not the baby. That is an ugly baby. Like it yeah, was showing that baby, baby did not help your point movie. That was not <laughs> a good move. Oh, how amazing would it be if the baby was born like inside out with a bunch of defects? They were just yeah, like, oh, right. oh, we had one of Noah's characters in it too. Fuck. Oh, the medical expenses have really impoverished us. I got to tell you, this was a bad Call man. <laughs> oh man, we are breaking up. We are. And then <laughs> God made Zika, so you know, that's how it goes. You need me to drill a hole in the wall with my baby's head or something before we? Oh, you know, we got a guy named Peter Singer coming by later. To, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, so now. The pastor's super happy that he hired Jesus and the youth outreach center is awesome, despite the fact that they have a line of IBM pets, apparently. <laughs> and then we cut to all the kids running out of the outreach center that didn't get aborted. The end. I, I literally wanted him to just turn to the screen and be like, now, if you excuse me, 
I'm going to go blow myself up across the street. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they had to leave something for the sequel. All right. So if there's one thing we know about Christian movies, no matter how unlikely it seems right now, something is worse than this one. It's true. So when we inevitably find an even more egregious attempt at a sympathetic biopic, who will the protagonist be? I mean, spoiler alert, oh. Donald Trump. <laughs> Dinesh D'Souza flick, huh? Oh, uh, maybe like a feminist thing. Uh, Ava Braun. Like that. <laughs> and well, that's going to do it for a review of Voiceless. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to hit ourselves in the nuts again next week. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Well, I think we earned a treat. So I've been saving this one for a while. It's a little movie called The Perfect Stranger about what happens when a busy advertising executive gets invited to dinner by Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. and I, I watched the preview. It looks like it was made with like $14. It's amazing. <laughs> 80s I hair. will be watching an episode of Perfect Strangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 156 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Skating Atheist, Citation Need, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slot, Nickel Vila Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions promising to work harder or another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. That ugly fucking baby became a serial killer. The great-grandchildren of the key grip for this movie still bears its shape as will their great-grandchildren. Gigi was a bad mom. You think? So 12 seconds after um, Morgan started editing the scathing episode, I get a, a text from him. Album? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so Morgan might be maybe excited. Yeah. Um, you and me, Morgan, working together. I move into your house. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, because he's got his bestos in his place. It's not good. It's not good. That's where I got the cancer. Fun. There it is. It all I cancer comes together. Morgan, just so you he know. doesn't have cancer. cancer. I could have cancer. From hiring the asbestos guy, <laughs> meeting him with him once. He coughed. Yeah, right. You don't know. I could have cancer. You don't have cancer, though. I could have cancer. I mean, you're the least likely one of us to have cancer in that a doctor just told you you don't have cancer, right? Like, Heath and I... Oh, okay. I I wasn't even aware of that last bit of information. (laughs) That's 100% accurate what Noah said then. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's like probably four people in the world that have been as recently assured by a doctor they don't have cancer as you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying I mean, to have cancer. You have a guy like so owned one, once a week <laughs> telling you that. So. Yeah, that'll sure show me, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, cancer. This week's listener feedback is from Eli B asking, boom. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.